Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your host. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week, we are going to be recapping the 2023 movie Barbie, starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. Well, actually, Rose is going to be recapping the movie to me Mm -hmm. because she loves it and I haven't seen it and she's tired of waiting for me to watch it. Yeah, I'm just tired of it, Courtney. I'm tired of waiting for you to watch the Barbie movie. What's the holdup? Okay, listen, how long did it take for you? How many years of innuendos from Hamilton did you have <laughs> Did you have to endure before you even considered watching it? I want to point out that by the time she actually did watch Hamilton, she didn't even watch it with me. She watched it with some other bitch. How dare you? Her name is Stephanie and she is, she's like a real life Barbie. She's like ballroom dancing Barbie. I don't care. <laughs> you, instead of sharing this experience with me, you decided to share this with ballroom dancing Barbie and I'm salty about it. Okay, so you realize this is my Barbie episode and you're making it all about Hamilton. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> No, but you know I what? I brought Barbie into it too. You know what? That's it's a really good point for you to say because uh Barbie is my Hamilton. I'm just now realizing it is my Hamilton. We need to talk about the intro of the movie. So the intro in the movie, we have a narrator that tells us that since the beginning of time, girls have played with dolls, but they were always baby dolls until Barbie came along. Mm-hmm. Barbie was the first of its kind. It was a doll that existed kind of for herself. She existed to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. Little girls went from only being able to play mommy and baby doll to being able to play astronaut, doctor, anything they wanted. See, you were only supposed to play mommy to the baby doll. I I think we both know that those poor baby dolls got punted off of bookshelves, bunk beds. They got put into ovens, microwaves, drawers. <laughs> we were bad mommies to our baby dolls, okay? They were beheaded. I remember seeing a lot of arms, like a lot of limbs laying around my house. Once they lost an arm or a leg, they were just parts at that point. Yeah, it's funny. Society was like, hey, here, learn how to take care of this doll. And we're like, we're going to tear it apart and sell it for pieces on Craigslist. And we're like, we are Frankenstein. (laughs) I never thought about that. That that was the first doll that wasn't a baby for girls. Yeah, that was a very important intro because I'd never thought about it either. Mm -hmm. So the narrator says, thanks to Barbie, all problems of feminism and equal rights are solved. Mm, Not. Not quite, but okay. <laughs> well, that's what the Barbies believe. Barbies live in Barbie land. And Barbie mm-hmm. land is this beautiful place where everything is made of plastic. Everything is a bright shade of pastel. It's pink. Mm-hmm. It's teal. It's baby green. It's just these beautiful colors. There's a community of Barbie dream houses. Do you remember Barbie dream houses? I never had one. I never had one. Mm. Barbie dream houses were for rich girls. I wonder if there's a correlation between Barbie dream house ownership and antidepressant usage in like a reverse correlation. Like if you didn't have one, (laughs) you know what? Maybe there might be a correlation between like Barbie dream house having as a kid and sugar daddy having as an adult. Oh, okay. I would love to see that study. Mm. (laughs) So 
You have to imagine just this field full of Barbie dream houses. Each one belongs to a Barbie, but our movie focuses in on stereotypical Barbie. So her name is Barbie. Everybody's name is Barbie. Every Barbie is called Barbie. So there was no like Teresa or Skipper, none of none of that? No, it was all Barbie. Everybody was Barbie. And we see Margot Robbie waking up in her Barbie world, in her Barbie bed. She looks like a million bucks. Okay, she has perfect hair. Everything in the house is a prop. She takes off her shoes to get dressed and her heels are perfectly arched. She makes herself a pretend breakfast and then she floats down glamorously to her pink convertible. And as she's doing these things, all of the other Barbies in the other houses are doing the same thing because they're all Barbie. There's no main character in this world. It just so happens the camera is showing us this Barbie. And by the way, the Barbies all look different. They're not all blonde like Margot Robbie. There's brunettes, there's redheads, there's curvier ones, there's even Barbies in wheelchairs. Love. Love. And in Barbie land, all major positions of power are taken by women. As a matter of fact, all careers are filled by women. I love that for her and us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then there's Ken. And just like Barbie, there are many, many Kens. Do all the Kens look the same? No, all the Kens look different as well. Okay. Margot Robbie's character of Barbie, her Ken, is Ryan Goslin. So Ryan Goslin obviously is a white man and he has completely bleached hair. But then we have an Asian Ken. We have a black Ken. You know, Mm -hmm. so we have all the Barbies. They each have a Ken. And then we also have randomly, we have Alan. I've never heard of Alan before this movie. Alan. But apparently Alan is a character that was created as Ken's friend. But there's only one Alan in the whole world. In all of Barbie land is one Alan. So is Alan every Ken's friend or just stereotypical Barbie Ken's friend? What's interesting is that Alan doesn't seem to be any Ken's friend. Like, he doesn't even look like he likes the Kens. Like, he wants to be around the Barbies. Is Alan a villain? (laughs) Is Alan our villain of the story? You'll have to wait and see. Okay, okay. There's a misconception. People think that Ken's job is lifeguard. Because, you know, the original Ken came, like, in a swim trunk. Do you remember that? In a red swim trunk? Yes. Ryan Gosling's Ken explains to us that actually my job is speech. Just speech. So he doesn't have a job. <laughs> That's a, you know what, Ken? I love that. You know, my job is beach is a really, really eloquent way of saying that you're unemployed. <laughs> he can't get in the water. He doesn't know how to swim. The water is plastic. You know, as a matter of fact, every day, all the Kens and all the Barbies, they go to the beach and it's this beautiful scene of everyone relaxing on the beach. Ryan Gosling's Ken, obviously he's obsessed with his Barbie, just like all the Kens are obsessed with Barbie. Ken struggles to get Barbie's attention. Barbie's life is full and complete without Ken and Ken's life requires Barbie's attention. The narrator tells us Barbie has a good day every day. Ken only has a good day when Barbie looks at him. That's sad. (laughs) Yeah. Ken has kind of this stank face all the time. Every time he loses Barbie's attention, he looks like Draco Malfoy. You know how Draco Malfoy always has the stank face? Yeah. Oof. (laughs) Ryan, no. (laughs) You should smile more. Yeah. Smile more. So 
Ken is at the beach. He's trying to impress Barbie. And so he tries to jump into the plastic waves and that doesn't go well. They have to call an ambulance. Uh-huh. You know, the, <laughs> the female paramedic, the Barbie uh-huh. paramedic comes out. You could tell that Ken is really excited. He got Barbie's attention with his little injury because Barbie ran up to him and she's like, oh my God, Ken, are you okay? And she cares, you know, like Barbie cares about Ken. You could tell she's very sweet. So do do the Kens live with the Barbies or do the Kens have like their own like little Kenporium mm. where they're all like, like a Ken frat house? Yeah, that's a really good question. That will come up. Okay. That will come up. <laughs> okay. You could see the way Ken lights up anytime Barbie's looking at him, anytime Barbie is talking to him. But Barbie doesn't do it for long. She's busy. She has friends. She has other people to talk to. She talks to other Kens. And there's this interesting dynamic where there's this other Ken. He's an Asian guy. I'm going to call him Douche Ken. He seems to have a rivalry with Ken. So there's Ken and Douche Ken, and they're both underhanded with each other. Are all of the Kens just Ken? Yeah, they're all Ken. So none of the Kens are like pilot Ken or mechanic Ken. Mm -mm. They're all just Ken. They're all just Ken. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) They have one job and it's beach. Beach. Mm -hmm. Again, what a delightful way to say you're unemployed. (laughs) Ken comes up to Barbie after this whole debacle with the uh, plastic waves and asks Barbie, if he could come over. Ooh. It's kind of uncomfortable to watch because Ken is obviously romantically interested in Barbie and Barbie just seems like a delightful little girl almost in a grown woman's body. She does not seem at all attracted or interested in Ken. So just Ken wants that plastic punani. Mm-hmm. And Barbie is like, I guess you could come brush my hair. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. So Ken says, hey, Barbie, can I come over tonight? And Barbie says, yeah, of course. I'm not doing anything special. I'm just going to have a big bash with all my friends and choreograph dances. What? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what's happening at Barbie's house. So Ken comes over. There's this huge bash. It just seems like all of Barbie land is partying together and they're dancing to uh, that Dua Lipa song. I'm sure you've seen it on TikTok. Dance the night away. Which one? I've been moving close to the edge. Du, 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 du. You know what I'm talking about? Our FYPs are not the same and I've never seen this this choreographed dance before in my life. Well, no wonder you know nothing about Barbie. Oh my God. What is your For You page? I am... Yeah, I'm going to have to link up with your CIA agent and ask him what mm. he's what he's been seeing. I don't want to tell you about my for you page. <laughs> it's really going to bring the vibes down right now. So, OK. All right. It's a, it's, it's a lot of clips of people being like, do it, just do it. Mm. And then people be like, ah, not you. not you so yeah there's (laughs) there's this huge party and there's planned choreography there's disco outfits there's a dance routine and again ken is the only one that's not having fun all the other kens are having fun but ryan gosling's ken is just so resentful that barbie is not paying attention to him there's this cute scene where somebody tells barbie you're beautiful and she goes thanks i feel so beautiful this is the perfect day. Aw. 
So you have to imagine Margot Robbie, okay? Gorgeous, big blonde hair, huge smile. She exudes joy. She is so happy. She's dancing to this disco music. And as she's dancing, she says, do you guys ever think about dying? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) There's a record scratch. The music stops and everyone just stares at her. And Barbie is taken aback. Her smile becomes smaller as she realizes, like, she doesn't know why she just said that. She said the quiet part out loud. (laughs) I always think about dying. I think about dying all the time. Bitch, listen, we're this is why we're not Barbies, okay? (laughs) Like, it's different for us. Right. We don't have big Barbie dream houses and perfectly arched feet. Yeah. And... We're not Margot Robbie. You know, like, it's fun for us to joke about toaster baths. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Everyone's looking at Barbie completely confused. Barbie's mortified that she just said that. And so she goes, yeah, I'm just dying to dance. And she fakes a smile and she keeps on dancing. Party goes on. And everyone's just like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I'm dying to dance, too. Later that night, Barbie and Ken are alone in front of her house. Again, the sexual tension is one way. It's it's in one direction. She's so his penis is like a sunflower and she is the sun. He just it just follows wherever she goes. And she has barely any idea that he exists. Yeah, a hundred thousand percent. Actually, when the scene opens and Ken and Barbie are standing alone, Ken has leaned in all the way in and he's pouting his lips to kiss Barbie and Barbie's staring at him like not understanding what he's doing so she doesn't she doesn't do anything she doesn't like reject him but she doesn't kiss him back and he's leaning all the way in and she's just staring at him that's so awkward it is but it also seems like Ken doesn't know what he's doing like he doesn't know why he did that either like he doesn't understand his own feelings which checks out yeah Ken asks Barbie if he could stay over. He's like, Barbie, can I stay over? And Barbie, again, she's smiling and she's like, why? And he says, because we're boyfriend and girlfriend. And Barbie, still smiling, she says, to do what? And Ken goes, I'm honestly not sure. There's tangles, but I don't, like, I don't know what to do with this knob of plastic down here in my pants. So where do Barbies come from? He <laughs> said, stop. <laughs> Actually, I will tell you, if you just if you tuck your pervert back in, you will get that answer. You're over here talking about Ken asking to spend the night. I feel like because they're boyfriend and girlfriend, I feel like asking where Barbies come from is a legitimate question at this point. Yeah, no, it really is. It is. Are they correct Barbies? I mean, are they all smooth? Yeah, Barbies are smooth. They're all smooth. There's no there's no genitals. And Barbie tells us that later. Did you just mute yourself? I No, no, just squeezing a little. I'm just thinking about Ryan Gosling all smooth down there. Yeah, I mean, that's how I always think of Ryan Gosling. It's not like new to me. I never pictured him with genitals. I'm just thinking like all of like the Ken actors just like completely (laughs) naked, just standing there and they're just all smooth. Yeah. All smooth. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not funny to you. That's how I picture Ryan Gosling. Well, so. no, it's well, just like Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, just like doing like we did with our Barbies before when we were kids. Because <laughs> they're all smooth. They're just literally bumping. They're just bumping smooth parts. Yeah. Plinking. Instead of bumping uglies, they're just bumping smooth. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a dishwasher. Like it's just like, it's just like clinking glassware. <laughs> yeah. They're just clicking smooth parts. (laughs) Clinking spoons. (laughs) 
What are you doing in there? Nothing, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) You're so weak. Jesus Christ, Courtney. Courtney is choking on the idea of dolls having sex. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) Well, when the dolls are Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling and they're just clinking smooth parts. Yes, it's fucking hilarious. All right. Okay. 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 Are you okay now? All right, I'm fine now. I'm fine now. (laughs) (laughs) The way Barbie rejects Ken is so foreign, I think, to any woman because she rejects him so confidently, but also with no fear at all. No fear, no hesitation, nothing. She says, no, you can't stay over because I don't want you to. We're having a big sleepover. And Ken says, but every day is a girl's night. And Barbie says, yes, Ken, it's Mm -hmm. called Barbie's dream house. It's not Ken's dream house. Ooh, I know. Truth hurts. (sighs) What it would be like to live in the matriarchy. This is the fucking matriarchy. But I just love how Ken is, he's not super aggressive, but he's aggressive for the world that he's in. And she has Mm -hmm. no fear. She has no fear. Men are not threatening to Barbie at all. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. She is not prey. Barbie is not prey. Exactly. She is not prey. It's not even a concept to her because not only is she not prey, but the Kens are not prey either. The Ken is not a predator. He's not a predator. He's not prey either. I love that. (laughs) Is this what utopia is like? (laughs) Yes, it is. Barbie gets in bed. She's smiling. And she calls out to the other Barbies because these Barbie dream houses, they have no walls. Okay, they're open on all sides. Uh She calls out to the other Barbies. Good night, Barbies. I'm definitely not thinking about death. Of course, that's (laughs) that's what everyone says before bed. That's what I say before bed. Yeah. I text Rose that same thing every night before I go to sleep. Good night, Rose. I'm definitely not thinking about dying. We need to do that. If I texted her that, she would literally send an officer to my house to do a well check. She would be like, "Uh, that bitch is a liar. The next morning, we start off the way every morning starts off. So it's a repeat of the last morning we just saw, except Barbie wakes up looking hungover. She's not looking so great. Her hair is a little messy. She has some morning breath. She goes to take a shower and her fake water is cold. She goes to eat breakfast (gasps) and her fake milk is expired. (gasps) She tries to float down from her house to her car and she falls. All the other Barbies look over at her because it seems like they're fine. It seems this is the only Barbie it's happening to. Oh my God. Is it like a that Christmas goes to Christmas past? Is it that thing? (laughs) I'm not giving anything away. Keep going. Keep going. I'm invested. Keep going. Tell me. So obviously something is going on with Barbie. She is trying to go about her day. You know, next on the agenda is the beach day. Every day is a beach day. So Barbie goes to the beach with all of her Barbies and all of her Kens. And as she's walking around the beach, suddenly her feet fall to the ground flat. She tries (gasps) to take a single step and she topples over because she's not used to walking with flat feet. Oh, no. She drags herself over to the bench and she sits down very self-conscious. So the other Barbies sit around her. They're like, what's wrong, Barbie? So then she shows the other Barbies her feet. And like any good friends, when shown something that their friend is deeply insecure about, the other Barbies start gagging and screaming in panic. Like they literally start gagging. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) 
I would find a bridge. <laughs> I would literally go bash my skull against the plastic beach water and just end, end it. End it all. So Barbie tells her friends, like, listen, there's other things that were going on today. Like my water was cold and my waffles burned and my milk was expired <gasps> and I fell from my dream house. Her friends tell her she's malfunctioning and she's going to have to go see weird Barbie because that's where all the malfunctioning Barbies go. And Barbie is not happy about this. She's like, I don't want to see weird Barbie. She's so weird. And she's always in the splits. The splits? Like the little splits. The position? Yeah. She always has one leg completely in the air. How does a Barbie malfunction though? There's there's no moving parts to a Barbie really. There's torsos, arms, legs. Yeah. Well, that's what she's going to Weird Barbie to get answers. So Barbie heads out to the Weird Barbie dream house where all the malfunctioning and discontinued and basically this is where the non-perfect Barbies are kept. All the ones that no one wants to see because uh-huh. they're not on brand. Kate McKinnon plays Weird Barbie. Okay. The way you become a Weird Barbie is that a little girl plays with you too hard and kind of wears you down. Your clothes get all dirty, your hair gets chopped off, and they draw on your face, and you you become weird. I feel terrible that I am the maker Mm -hmm. of several Weird Barbies. Yeah. So I really wanted the Spice Girl Barbies. But we were we were poor, so I couldn't have a Spice Girl Barbie. So I took a regular Barbie and I cut her hair and then I colored her hair with magic marker. And I tried to paint a British flag on her as a dress. <laughs> um, yeah. R.I.P. Weird Barbie. I'm yeah. so sorry. And so when you did that, there was a Barbie in Barbie land who got cast out of society and into Weird Barbie dream house. What happens to all the decapitated Barbies? Mm. See, we didn't see that. We don't get to see that, but I'm sure there's a, a graveyard somewhere. But it's like, okay, okay. you know, Barbie land is perfect. So anything that's not perfect, it's outside. It's like on the outskirts of Barbie land. So when Barbie goes to Weird Barbie... Weird Barbie is, uh, again, she's doing the splits, like one of her legs is completely up in the air. And even Weird Barbie has never seen flat feet. She's never seen flat feet before. She's like, wow, this is this is really strange. Barbie tells her, yeah, I've also been having irrepressible thoughts of death. Weird Barbie goes, oh, okay, I've seen this before. You've opened a portal. There's a rip in the continuum between Barbie land and the real world. Barbie's like, no, I have not. I have not opened any such portal. I haven't done anything. Weird Barbie's like, well, somebody has. And you need Mm -hmm. to get, you need to go to the real world. You have to find the girl who's playing with you. And you need to make things okay because something is happening where this girl's feelings are being transferred onto you. And Barbie says, why would she be sad? We fixed everything in the real world. Like she doesn't, she can't fathom like a little girl being sad because the real world is supposed to be perfect, just like Barbie land. Oh, honey. Mm. Sweet baby angel. Okay. All right. Continue. (laughs) There's lots of references to other films in this movie. I won't go over all of them. A lot of them are visual. This one is a lot more literal where Weird Barbie holds up two shoes. One of them is a pink high heel and the other one is a pair of Birkenstock sandals, which I think are the most hideous shoes on the face of Uh of the planet. And she tells Barbie, you know, if you choose the heel, you can go back to Barbie land and pretend this never happened. Or you can go back, go to the real world and figure this out. And Barbie's like, okay, I choose option one. 
I, I want to forget this happened. Make me forget. Okay. <laughs> Denial. We love it. Denial. Weird Barbie's like, no, you're supposed to choose option two. Barbie's like, I don't want to. And so Weird Barbie has to force Barbie to choose the adventure because this isn't going away. This is only going to get worse. And also, if you don't stop it now, you're going to end up like me. You're going to end up like Weird Barbie. And Barbie actually screams and she's like, oh, no. And then she goes, I'm I'm sorry. Uh (laughs) Weird Barbie's like, it's okay. No one wants to be like me. No, not Weird Barbie. So Barbie is leaving Barbie land. Mm-hmm. She's going to the real world. Weird Barbie told her how to get to the real world. And it's this weird series of events that doesn't make sense. Weird Barbie tells her, just don't think about it too much. If you think about it, it doesn't make sense. Just do it. Okay. You're, you're going to take a car that's going to lead you to a boat. That's going to lead you to a spaceship. That's going to lead you to a bike, to a camper, to a ski. And then you're going to rollerblade into the real world. Easy breezy. I'm s- what? <laughs> what a finny question. Okay. Barbie gets a, a little farewell party. Okay, all the Barbies are sending her off. Ken is sad. Ken is standing off to the side while Barbie is saying goodbye to all the Barbies, completely oblivious that her boyfriend is, you know, is even there. She's not even going to say goodbye to him. And so douche Ken comes up to Ken and he's like, she didn't even ask you to come with her, did she? And Barbie didn't. Barbie is in the car and she's driving away. She didn't even say goodbye to Ken. Barbie drives Mm -hmm. off away from Barbie land. She's excited. You know, the other Barbies told her before she left, you know what? You are going to be a hero. You're going to go out there and all the girls are going to be so excited to see you because you changed the world, you know? And Mm -hmm. she's like, you're right. They're going to love me. So she drives off into the desert. She's singing in her car. And then Ken pops up from behind her. He's in the car. He's in the backseat of the car. Oh, shit. She screams, crashes the car. But, you know, it's like a cartoon accident where like, the car flips over and lands perfectly and everybody's fine. Barbie doesn't want Ken to come with her. She is annoyed. She's like, Ken, like, you just just go. You have to go back. And Ken is like, I made a bet with douche Ken. Like, I can't. And he says, what if there's beach? You'll need someone who's a professional. What if there's beach? Yeah, what if there's beach? Barbie goes, okay, fine. Did you bring your rollerblades? And he goes, I literally don't go anywhere without them. And again, they're going to need these rollerblades because they are driving this car to then appear in a sequence with a boat, to then appear in a sequence with a spaceship, to then appear in a sequence with a bike and a camper and a ski mobile. After they do the sequence of events, they appear rollerblading in the real world. They are now in Santa Monica, California on that famous boardwalk that's just packed full of people. Instantly, there is culture shock. Okay, these two are standing out like a sore thumb because they are wearing neon pink shorts Mm -hmm. with bathing suits over them. Mm -hmm. Ken has a smile on his face because everybody's looking at them. Ken is not used to being looked at. Ken is never looked at. Barbie's smile is kind of fading a little bit. And she says, I don't know the word for it, but I feel like I'm conscious, but it's myself I'm conscious of. And there's an undertone of violence here. She said she said there's an undertone of violence here. Yes, there's it's definitely an undertone of violence because the guys are catcalling her. Oh, the men are catcalling. The men are making (sighs) her uncomfortable and they're cheering Ken, cheering him on for having such a hot girl. So Ken is feeling good and Barbie's feeling uncomfy. People are douchebags, man. Do you remember your first time being catcalled? I don't remember the first time, but I do remember having anxiety walking home from school because... 
men would pull up in their cars to try to talk to me and I mm -hmm. was terrified of being kidnapped. So that was a lot of fun when you are literally 12 years old. Yeah, I'm just saying like could you could you imagine being an adult woman being catcalled for the first time? Yeah. And just being like, "Ah, oh. yes, you could see how she is so unfamiliar with these emotions and she can't put her finger on what this is." Barbie and Ken are rollerblading past all these people. She spots a construction site and she's like, oh my gosh, this is just what we need. We need like a dose of femininity. Okay, let's head over to that construction site. Oh, baby, no. <laughs> no. They head over there and obviously it's a construction site full of men and they all start catcalling her very aggressively. And then she goes, for your information, I, I don't have a vagina. And and he doesn't have a penis. Like she points to Ken, like he doesn't have a penis. And the construction worker guys, like this is California, <laughs> right? Like California is pretty like progressive. And the construction site guys go, oh, oh, uh, yeah, it's okay. It's uh, it's fine. <laughs> like, they're just like, yeah, this is, this is fine. And Ken goes, I do have the genitals. I have all the genitals. No, baby. Ken didn't like Barbie emasculating him. Yeah. They keep skating on and Barbie says, that was so weird. Why were they all men? And Ken gets this light bulb and he says, it's like everything here is reversed. Ding, 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 ding. Welcome to the patriarchy. Mm. A guy comes up behind Barbie and smacks her in the ass. She instinctively, just like a reaction, she just spins around and punches him in the nose. Love. Next thing we know, Barbie and Ken are getting fingerprinted. They got arrested. The cops are making fun of their outfits. Ooh, Barbie okay. is catching on that they are not blending in. So they go to a store. They find a store on the on the boardwalk that is selling clothes. They walk in there. They try on new outfits. She finds a hot pink cowgirl outfit. All right. It's like this pink leather vest with pink leather pants and a white cowboy hat and a little pink handkerchief around her neck. And Ken finds a cowboy outfit. It's all black with like some some white frills. So they're feeling they're feeling pretty normal now. They feel like they should fit in better into the into the real world. Okay. And obviously they just walk out of that store. Okay. They just walk out of that store without paying because they don't know about having to pay for things. So they end up back in jail. The cops think that these two are hilarious and they say, "You know what? Keep the clothes." What are they what are you going to do? Tackle them off them? <laughs> so Barbie is feeling pretty overwhelmed. She's realizing she's in over her head. She's not understanding this world. Everything is backwards. Nothing is the way she expected uh -huh. it to. She tells Ken, I need to think. She sits down on a bench by the road. It's it looks like it's a bus stop or something. She sits down. She says, I need to think. And Ken is uh -huh. like, you know, what do I do? And she goes, I don't know, Ken, just go somewhere. Like, she's so annoyed with him. Just go do something with yourself. So Ken starts walking around Santa Monica and he starts noticing things. He starts seeing all these men doing manly things like working out, pumping iron, you know, talking on their cell phone, yelling at women. He cannot believe the amount of power that men have in this world. No, 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 no. Here's we just don't tell the men about the patriarchy. If we don't tell them, <laughs> they don't know it exists. Yes, see, exactly. Meanwhile, Barbie is sitting on a bench and she's trying to focus. Okay. She's trying to hone her connection to the girl who's playing with her because she needs to find this girl. 
And she starts seeing visions. She sees visions of this pretty Hispanic girl. It's a montage of the girl as a little kid playing with Barbies. And then slowly this little girl who's playing Barbies with her mom starts growing up, starts spending less and less time Uh with her mom. And before you know it, the little girl is a teenager and she wants nothing to do with her mom. Barbie sees this little girl get out of a car to go to middle school and doesn't even say goodbye to her mom. When Barbie opens her eyes, there's a single tear running down her cheek. And she says out loud, that felt achy, but kind of good. That's so sweet. Yeah. Barbie looks over and there's an old woman beside her, like a really old woman. And Barbie's never seen an old woman before. Uh Uh-huh. And Barbie looks at her and she says, you are so beautiful. And the old woman says, I know it. I love that. Yeah, bitch. I know. Barbie's looking around. She's seeing nature. There's no nature in Barbie land. Everything's plastic. Everything's fake. She's seeing kids playing around her. There's a couple arguing. There's a guy sitting with his head in his hands. There's so much emotion happening and she's Mm -hmm. overwhelmed by it. Ken comes running up to her. He is so excited. He's dying to tell her that men run the world. But before he can tell her about the patriarchy, (laughs) he doesn't know about the patriarchy yet. He just knows that men run the world here. But before he can tell her that, Barbie says, I found a girl like she's at school. And so he goes, great, let's go get her. Now we cut to Mattel headquarters. Mattel obviously is the maker of Barbie. Yes. Some lower bar employee at Mattel gets a phone call from some unnamed agency that tells them we have two dolls out in the loose in the real world he tells one of his co-workers you know something like this happened a few years ago a girl named skipper showed up at this Mm -hmm. family's house offering to babysit their kids and then she tried to take a toddler surfing we were able to like keep it all secret but it was like a really close call So Mattel knows that the dolls are real. Yes, Mattel knows. So this employee has to get on an elevator and he has to go all the way to the top floor. And he's super intimidated. He's never been up there, but he, this is important news. This is an emergency. So he gets in the elevator. He goes all the way to the top floor. Mm -hmm. At the top floor, before you can get to this very important conference room where all the important Mattel executives are currently having a meeting, there's a reception desk and there's a woman sitting there who's played by America Ferreira. Do you know who America Ferreira is? Uh, Ugly Betty, yeah. Uh, Rude. I just call her Betty. She's just Betty to me, but okay. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Listen, I I loved Ugly Betty. No, yeah, that was a really good show. That was the show she was on, in case somebody doesn't know. I'm not just being a bitch. Yeah, You're You're not just being a bitch. So America Ferreira is sitting out there. She's a receptionist, and she's doodling, and she's drawing these figures of Barbie. She's making the outfits that Barbie has been wearing this whole time. When the guy comes up to her, he says, oh, you're making new illustrations? And she goes, yeah, do you like them? This is irrepressible thoughts of death, Barbie. I love that. Can we just start just like doodling like beautiful things and then naming them horrific things <laughs> like drawing this beautiful landscape and be like, this is, you know, crippling anxiety. Yeah. I love that. I actually had that idea of painting really beautiful landscapes and then putting like a really sad quote on it. Like we're all going to die. Like this beautiful scenery. I love that. And then be like, we're all going to die. When the sun dies, it's taking us with it. Yes. So the employee barges into the conference room. The head guy is Will Farrell, 
Okay. He's mm-hmm. the CEO of Mattel. So when the employee tells the executives what's going on, they freak out. They realize like this is a really big deal. And Will Ferrell says, if it gets out that our dolls are roaming the world as life-size versions of themselves, this is bad. Meanwhile, my favorite Mm -hmm. trope is happening at the door. No shit. Because America Ferreira is standing outside listening and she's just like, what? Barbie walking around the world? That's impossible. It's not like, I don't believe it impossible, but like, oh my God, my dreams are coming true impossible. (laughs) You know, like that's impossible. This is my my dream. By the way, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there have been computer renderings of what Barbie would look like if she was life-sized. And it's horrifying because her proportions are so strange that she would look Mm -hmm. like a literal alien. Yeah, like actual, like real life Barbie would fall over. She wouldn't be able to support her big ass head with those little ass feet. Mm -hmm. So as this is happening, as the Mattel executives are being told that there are two dolls roaming around, Barbie shows up to the middle school where the little girl from her visions, well, the teenage girl now from her visions is at. Mm -hmm. As as Barbie is walking up to the lunchroom, because that's where all the kids are right now, she says to Ken... Mm-hmm. I have a feeling right now. It's like fear with no specific object. Anxiety. Anxiety? Yeah, it's anxiety. It's fear with no specific object. I love that Barbie is taking these feelings that we all feel and she's explaining them so well. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of time, like, we don't know how to explain anxiety. It's like, I'm just afraid. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And it's like fear with no specific object. Yeah. Anxiety. Yeah. Like, I'm scared of something, but I don't know what. Yeah. Like, I didn't know how to say it. But when you describe it like that, that is anxiety. Yeah. So while Barbie goes to the lunchroom to go find her teenage girl, Ken goes to the library and he's finding a bunch of books on the patriarchy, okay? He's uh, he's really excited to learn more about it. This is where Ken learns that the mm-hmm. patriarchy is a thing. Barbie, again, let me just re- let me just emphasize the fact that Barbie is wearing a hot pink leather cowgirl outfit and a white cowboy hat, and she is walking into a middle school lunchroom. She sees the girl from her visions. Her name is Sasha. She's probably like Mm -hmm. 12 years old. Barbie walks right up to Sasha, who's sitting with her friends. And she goes, hi, Sasha. I'm your favorite woman of all time. It's me, Barbie. And the girls laugh. And they obviously think that she's crazy. And they go, oh, so you're like a professional bimbo? And Barbie is taken aback. She goes, what? No, Barbie's not a bimbo. She's a doctor. She's a Nobel Peace winner. And the girls are what you would expect from middle school girls. They're really mean to her. And they actually talk about how much they hate Barbies, like all of them. All the girls (gasps) talk about how much they hate Barbie, which is bullshit. Like all girls loved Barbies. But like Sasha can't say that she still plays with her Barbie. Finally, Sasha just lays into Barbie and she says... You've been making women feel bad about themselves for ages. You are sexualized capitalism. You are impossible body ideals. You are destroying the planet with rampant consumerism. And then she calls her a fascist. And she does this in a spitfire monologue in in the way only a sociopathic 12-year-old could. I said it once and I'll say it again. This is why middle schoolers are middle schoolers and not elementary or high schoolers. They're so terrible. They have to be separated from gen pop. Mm-hmm. Okay. 100%. Because they're horrible. <laughs> yes. 
But part of me is like, did Sasha lie? Mm. I mean, I feel like Sasha was pretty on point. But also, like, Barbie is my friend. Mm. Why would you say that to my friend? Barbie, as you can imagine, she is so confused. She doesn't understand why Sasha uh-huh. is talking to her this way. She's so hurt, tearing up. She runs off to a bench on, on the uh-huh. sidewalk to sob. She is like distraught. Her human hates her. She thought she was going to go find her best friend, Mm -hmm. you know, like her human best friend. And she found a mean girl. Mm. Meanwhile, Ken has a stack of books on the origin of patriarchy. And as he's walking out of the library, a woman says, excuse me, do you have the time? And he is floored. He looks at the woman and he says, you respect me? He just can't believe that a woman asked him for the time. And then he says out loud, why didn't Barbie tell me about the patriarchy? Why didn't she tell me that the patriarchy is where men and horses run everything? Where did the horses come in? (laughs) He saw a lot of cowboy imagery, but he also saw Uh police officers on horses and people were very, you know, respectful toward them. Okay. Okay. Do you know what Ken does when he learns about the patriarchy? He immediately walks into an office building he looks at the first man he sees and he says, I will take one high paying job, please. And the man goes, uh, okay, well, here are the requirements. You're going to need at least an NBA and da, da, da. And Ken says, isn't being a man enough? And the guy goes, honestly, not anymore. <laughs> He's like, it's, it's, it's kind of not. <laughs> so Ken is outraged. And he realizes he needs to go somewhere where he can start patriarchy fresh because patriarchy has gone wrong in the real world. It's not enough to just be a man here. So he needs to go back to the Kens Mm -hmm. and be the patriarchy king. Mm. So as Barbie's sitting on this bench, sobbing, three black SUVs pull up. These men in suits come out and they tell Barbie they're from Mattel. Barbie is so glad to see them. She says... I need to talk to someone in charge. Everything is backwards here. The men look at me like I'm an object. The girls hate me. And she goes with them willingly. She gets into the black SUV. At the same time, America Ferreira is picking up her daughter, her mean teenager, Sasha. And Sasha sees Barbie getting into the black SUV. And she tells her mom, I'm so glad they arrested that crazy woman. She thinks she's Barbie. So America Ferreira puts two and two together and she goes, holy shit, that's the real life doll that my boss was talking about. Uh Barbie gets taken to Mattel headquarters and she's being treated really nicely. Barbie asks them, what can I do to repair the space time continuum and fix one the one cellulite and not turn into weird Barbie? Will Ferrell, the Mattel CEO, Uh tells her, all you have to do is just get into this life size Barbie box. We'll put you back in Barbie land. We'll wipe your memory. You won't know anything happened. And she goes, oh, wow, great. She starts walking toward it and she gets like nostalgia. So you know how Barbies are packaged, right? They put their back up against the the box wall, their hands Uh to their sides. So she's standing like that. And then there's that white uh, wire type thing that they tie around the hands. Uh So the white wire things are starting to be tightened. And Barbie gets that familiar feeling that fear without an object thing and she yanks her hands out and she goes actually can i just go fix my hair really quickly i want to make sure my hair is perfect the men go of course the bathroom is right outside to the right barbie walks out of the office and runs to the elevator Uh uh-huh 
now we get a chase scene, which is uh, very comedic. It's uh, akin to like a little cartoon thing where there's all these men in suits and they're running after Barbie. Barbie ends up getting out. Mm -hmm. She finds herself in this extremely long hallway lined by doors. Almost all of them are locked, but she finds one door that's not. She goes in there. It's a pitch black room. And in the distance, there's like... It, it looks like a movie set. There's like a house there. It's like an old lady's house, like an old lady's kitchen. And there's an old lady sitting there, like this cute little grandma with white hair just sitting at a kitchen table. Just in a house? It's like a house. Yeah, it's like a movie set, you know, just like a little box. And it's like a little movie set of a okay. of a old timey kitchen. The old lady offers Barbie tea. Barbie sits down and the woman doesn't ask Barbie who she is. It's like the, it's like the woman knows Barbie, but Barbie doesn't know the woman. When Barbie finally asks, who are you? The Mattel executives are banging at the door. The old lady tells her, hey, if you go through that closet, there's an elevator that will take you down to the lobby. And so Barbie does that. She goes through the closet, gets in an elevator. Yeah. You know, the physics of this building, just, you know, no follow-up questions. It's fine. Never any follow-up questions. Never. She runs out of the building. And guess who's waiting for her in a car? Ken? <laughs> Not Ken. America Ferreira and her daughter, Sasha, they pull up in the car and they tell Barbie mm -hmm. to get inside. So now we have another chase sequence. And this time it's in cars, okay? Sasha is so confused. The teenage girl is like, mom, how is this even happening? And America Ferreira's character seems to know mm -hmm. what's going on. She feels responsible at least. She says, you know those dolls that we used to play with? I started to feel lonely and so I thought it would make me feel better if I played with them. So I did. But then I started to feel weird and sad. And then I started drawings of like weird and sad Barbies. And Barbie realizes you're my human. You're the one that's been playing with me. Not Sasha, the mom. Mm -hmm. That's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> she just went to that school like, I'm your favorite human. Yeah. Also, Barbie realizes, you know, like this is why she's having thoughts of death and cellulite and all these things. It's because there's a kind of depressed woman who's like, who's projecting these thoughts onto these dolls that she's playing yeah, with. It happens. Yeah. So the teenager, the mom and Barbie, they manage to get away from the Mattel guys, but they don't know where to go. Finally, Barbie says, we need to go back to Barbie land. That's the only place I can think to go. So the next scene, they're all wearing rollerblades and rollerblading Obviously. through Santa Monica. And they do the whole travel sequence in reverse, right? They do the rollerblading through Santa Monica. Then suddenly they're on skis. And it seems like these changes happen instantaneously because America Ferreira uh -huh. and her daughter are like, how did I get in these in the ski suit? Like they <laughs> they just like blinked and they were on on a ski mobile so they do that they do camping they do riding bikes they go through a you know a field they go on a rocket ship on a boat on a car and finally they're in a car driving into barbie land barbie is so excited she's like oh my gosh I, uh -huh. this is what i was supposed to do from the beginning like i was supposed to take you back to barbie land as she's driving into barbie land she's telling them how amazing barbie land is she tells them all the women hold positions of power. Basically, everything men do in your world, women do in ours. We have a female president and all these things. Sasha, the teenager, is in the back. She's miserable. She doesn't want to be there. She's like, this is so lame, okay? Now I'm in the world that's full of the things I hate. Internalized misogyny. 
I guess go ahead and hate everything, but like you're gonna love the matriarchy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Yes. So as Barbie is driving past the beach, she notices the president, Madam President, holding a tray of beers. Uh-huh. And saying, This is so much more fun than being president. Holding beers? Yeah, she's holding a tray of beers. <gasps> Ken. Ken turned them into a waitress. <laughs> Barbie realizes something weird is going on. As Barbie is driving past Mount Rushmore, which, uh, by the way, in Barbie land, Mount Rushmore is all Barbies, obviously. It has now turned into a bunch of horses. God fucking damn it. This is why men aren't in charge, because they do shit like this. Okay? (laughs) Shit like this. So Barbie pulls up into her Barbie dream house, but it looks strange. Did Ken turn it into a man cave? Mm. there's like a barn door on it now like one of those it's not a barn door it's um it's like those saloon doors you know what i'm talking about the swinging ones yeah the little swinging saloon doors uh-huh. and ken is inside he's explaining uh-huh. the patriarchy to other kens and he explains the patriarchy in a way that's so succinct and perfect he says In the patriarchy, everything exists to expand and elevate the existence of men. Yes. Ken is wearing a white fur coat. It's kind of like the one Rocky wears in the movie. And he's wearing a black bandana. He looks like a douche, like your regular, regular schmegular douchebag. Okay. Ken has turned Barbie's dream house into a bachelor pad. Okay. There's punching bags. There's like a mini fridge. There's all these Kens hanging out there. There's beer bottles everywhere, a giant TV. Prison. Prison. (laughs) Barbie pulls up and she's demanding to know what happens. Ken tells her very simply, this is no longer Barbie's dream house. It is now Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa house. I'm feeling this this feeling. (laughs) It's rage at an object. (laughs) That doesn't directly affect me. I'm feeling proxy rage for Mm -hmm. Barbie. Yes. Wait a minute. So is there a little boy playing with a Ken doll or a girl playing with a Ken doll? Is there a child playing with a Ken doll that is making Ken act like this? That's an interesting thought. The movie doesn't explore it, but it's very possible because all the other Kens were fine. And this Ken was very not okay. By the way, Ken is really rude. He says, now, if you don't mind... I'm going to go hang out with my buddies. We're having a sleepover. He's throwing everything back at her. No, I'm I'm ragey for Barbie right now. Like, this is making me angry. Mm-hmm. I am angry. Yeah, Barbie is so upset. She goes up to all the other Barbies and she's like, can you believe what's happening? And the other Barbies are like, I know. Isn't it amazing? All the other Barbies are completely happy and excited to be part of this new system. Ken has somehow brainwashed all of the Barbies. America Ferreira's character explains to Barbie that maybe the Barbies were very susceptible because they had no immunity to the patriarchy. So it's like the second that they were exposed to it, they like crumbled because they, they've they never had anything like this before. They had no immunity. 
Ken gives Barbie his villain monologue story. He tells her that out mm-hmm. there in the real world, when he walked down the street, people respected him for who he was. He says, one lady even asked me for the time. And you could tell this was like a core memory for Ken that someone asked him for the time. He pulls up his sleeves uh-huh. and he's wearing four watches because he's like, I want to be ready next time. You know, next time someone asked me for the time, I'm going to know. Oh, sweet baby. <laughs> sweet, sweet baby. <laughs> but you know what? I love that's like so innocent and pure. Yeah. Like I kind of love that for Ken. I know. And but the thing is that patriarchy is polluting Barbie land because now there are no Barbies in positions of power. And the Kens have announced that they will be changing the constitution in 48 hours. And Barbie land is going to be Kendom. 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 What is that? Like Ken Kingdom. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. Barbie's really furious at first. She's like, you can't do this. Like the Barbies worked so hard for this. And Ken's just like, literally and figuratively, watch me. Now, if you excuse me, this is Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa House, not Barbie's Mojo Dojo Casa House. Excuse you, sir. Uh Uh-huh. Excuse you. And then he goes, how does that feel? It's not fun, is it? He's been waiting for this. Um, Ken's really emotional right now. <laughs> he needs to calm down. If you want to know who a man really is, reject him. Honestly, anybody will show you the true colors when they're not getting what they want. Yeah. Barbie is sobbing, okay? She is distraught because she realizes none of the other Barbies care. Barbie land is crumbling. I mean, could you imagine the amazingness that would be if you didn't have all these feelings? Could you just imagine how amazing that would be? Mm-hmm. It would literally be Barbie land. I think about it all the time, how much I would accomplish if I wasn't constantly in the quicksand of my mental health struggles. (laughs) Well, I'm thinking about it right now and I'm like, you know what? This actually sounds kind of delightful. That's why men accomplish so much more because they don't understand feelings. Push them down until they turn into rage. I'm jealous. Dude, at this point, Barbie, and I didn't like this part of the movie, by the way. I did not like it, but I understand it, but I still don't like it. At this point, Barbie gives up, okay? Barbie throws off her shoes, she takes off her jacket, and she goes to lay down face first into the grass. Like, she's like, somebody else will figure this out. And I'm just like, no, that's so not girl bossy of you, you know? But do we always have to be a girl boss? That is the grown-up version of being like, I need an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Which I experience all the time. Barbie is just waiting for an adult. Yes, Barbie is definitely waiting for an adult. So America Ferreira has no choice but to take her daughter and get out, like leave Barbie land. Like what else is she going to do? So her and her daughter get in Barbie's convertible and they start driving back to the desert. And then Alan pops up from the back of the car. Remember Alan? Alan, yeah. Alan, he's the only, what, did I say something else? No, I, 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 that was an epiphany for me. You said, remember Alan? I'm like, Alan, yeah. <laughs> so remember, there's only one Alan. And America Ferreira uh-huh. and Sasha have not met Alan before. So they freak out. They have another one of those like cartoony accidents where the car flips over. And Alan explains uh-huh. that he needs to get out of Barbie land. He's like, I can't survive here. Like, I'm not cut out for the patriarchy. Like, Alan is just one of the girls, you know? Like, he's not He's not trying to do this patriarchy shit. Where did you come from, Alan? <laughs> Who the fuck are you, Alan? Yeah, you know what? That's a really good point. I want an Alan movie because I have questions. So 
Sasha, the girl, she has an epiphany and she says, we have to go back and we have to save Barbie land. What? Why? Why now? I don't know. But the mom says, I'm the one that ruins Barbie land with my stupid drawings. And the, the daughter says, they're not stupid. They're amazing. They're weird and dark and crazy and everything you pretend not to be. And that was like a little bonding moment for them. That is kind of cute. Alan is like, I'm never getting out of here. But he decides to help them. He tells them that uh-huh. there's only one place Barbie could be right now if she doesn't fit into Barbie land. The crazy doll house, right? Where uh, Weird Barbie is. Weird Barbie. Uh-huh. So Alan takes them to Weird Barbie's house. Barbie is there, surrounded by all the Weird Barbies, but Barbie's still face down underground. America Ferreira comes over, sits her up, pulls her hand away from her face, and she's like, Barbie, talk to me. Barbie says, I'm just not pretty anymore. I'm not smart enough to be interesting. I'm not important. I'm not good enough for anything. America Ferreira lets out a laugh, and then she launches into this beautiful speech that, since your For You page is only filled with twerking men, you probably haven't heard yet. I've not, no. <gasps> you have not heard the speech, Courtney? No. Our For You pages are not the same. Jesus okay. Christ. All right. Well, she's exasperated seeing Barbie. She says, it is literally impossible to be a woman. You are so beautiful and so smart, and it kills me that you don't think you're good enough. Like, we always have to be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard. It's too contradictory. And nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. I'm so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people like us. And if all of that is also true for a doll, just representing women, then I don't even know. I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Where's the lie? At the end of the speech, one of the brainwashed Barbies, which was pulled into the crazy Barbie house because they were trying to fix her and they couldn't fix her. They couldn't remind this woman that she won a Nobel Peace Prize for Uh her book. The the brainwashed Barbie blinks and she says, wait a minute. It's like I've been in a dream. And so the Barbies realize that America Ferreira has to give that speech to every single brainwashed Barbie. Oh, shit. That's a lot. (laughs) That is a lot. But you know what, Courtney? That's what montages are for. Mm. Okay, so what happens is they use a decoy Barbie. So they use the one that just broke out of her spell. They use her to pretend that she's still brainwashed. And her job is to distract the Ken while the others take that Ken's Barbie away. Okay. They use different tactics to distract the men. They pretend to be bad at technology. They pretend to care about the plot of the Godfather. They ask men to explain money and investing to them. They pretend that they're bad at sports. And every time that they grab a Barbie, that Barbie becomes a decoy. So their their operation continues to grow until every single Barbie is broken out of the spell. Okay. Now that they have gotten all the Barbies back, they have to turn the Kens against each other. Yeah. Barbie goes over to Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa house. Barbie says, okay, Ken, I'm ready to be your long-term, long-distance, low-commitment, casual girlfriend. The Kens 
are all being seduced by their Barbies. We have a beach scene where all the Kens are playing instruments for their Barbies and the Barbies are staring at them like they hung the moon. As Ken is in the middle of this song, um, they're singing Push by Matchbox 20. Okay. And Barbie takes out her phone and she starts kind of scrolling. And Ken is annoyed because, again, he's not he's not getting her undivided attention. And he goes, what are you doing? He grabs the phone and she was texting another Ken. And so all the Barbies start kind of getting up and giving attention to other Kens. The plan is working because at the end of the night, the Kens have divided into two factions, um, which I'm not sure how they decided, but there's Ryan Goslin Ken, and then there's like the other Kens group. And they decided they need to go to war because those Kens are not respecting the long-term, long-distance, low-commitment, casual girlfriend label. Okay. And so their their answer is violence? War. Yes, they're going to war. We get an epic war scene on the beach. It's extremely bright. They're all wearing various neon-colored gear. There's no weapons in Barbie land, so they have to throw beach mm-hmm. balls and darts and tennis rackets, and uh, some of them are pinching each other's nipples. Uh, some of them are actually dancing, because this is also a dance sequence. This is where Ken's song comes in. Have you heard any part of it? Is it that I'm just Kenneth? Yes. So Ken's song, he says, I'm just Ken. Anywhere else I'd be a 10. Is it my destiny to live and die a life of blonde fragility? I am speechless. <laughs> you know, speechless. it's funny because the way the way the song starts, it says doesn't matter what I do. I'm always number two. No one knows how hard I try. I have feelings I can't explain. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's, therapy, maybe? That's fine. Is there a therapy Barbie? Is there a therapist Barbie? <laughs> By the end of the song, the Kens have realized that they are enough and they're friends again. And they're actually all holding hands again in a very manly way, in the manliest way that you could possibly hold hands when you're flat down there. Clink and spoons. Okay. <laughs> and so are the men going back to the matriarchy or are they just friends within their patriarchy again, unified against the Barbies once more? Yeah. So while the Kens were having their little dance sequence, all the Barbies were at the Capitol and they voted to keep the Constitution and to keep Barbie land and everything to be returned you know, where the Barbies are in charge. Love. (laughs) Love. The Kens pull up kind of miming as though they're riding horses, but all of the Barbies have claimed their houses back. It's too late. Ken, it looks like he has a moment of rage where it almost seems like he's going to declare a war against Barbie because the other Kens are like, what do we do? And Ken just screams and it seems like he's about to say, you know, fight them. But instead... Ken just runs into Barbie's house and runs up to her room and buries his face in her covers and starts sobbing. Because he needs a hug? He literally needed a hug this whole time. And again, if men just spooned more with each other, shit like this wouldn't happen. You know what? If more men would just admit that sometimes they just need a hug, mm-hmm. I think the world would be a better place. Like sometimes you just need like human affection. Yeah. Like it's okay. Non-sexual human affection. Yeah. This next scene, I also don't love because a Barbie goes into her room. She sits next to Ken and she apologizes to him. For what? She says, I'm really sorry I took you for granted. Not every night needed to be a girl's night. 
But you know what? She wasn't interested in him. She wanted to have a girl's night. She didn't do anything wrong. Do you know what I mean? She wasn't maliciously ignoring Ken. She just wasn't that into him. And I hate that she had to apologize to him. I hate that this feminist movie ended with a woman apologizing. Like, sure, not every night needs to be a girl's night, but you don't need to apologize. He didn't take any fucking initiative here other than to complain when things didn't go his way. Yeah. Ken accepts this apology. He says, thank you for saying that. And the fact that he doesn't immediately apologize back is really annoying to me because he literally almost toppled the government. Does he apologize at all? He does not apologize at all. What the fuck? I have an issue with this. I have a huge issue with this. There's no like, in retrospect, I may have taken things too far. <laughs> nope, there's none. None of that. No, nothing. There's none of that. No. Um, And not just that, Courtney, the worst part is that after Barbie apologizes to him, he tries to kiss her and she goes, oh, no. And he has another meltdown because he says, I don't know who I am without you. He says, I only exist within the warmth of your gaze which is sweet, but also like fucking cry me a river. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Um, Get a hobby. <laughs> get a fucking hobby. Oh, my God. You know what? You were just talking about, you know, horses mm-hmm. and mm. go go find a hobby. Go build a sandcastle. Yeah. Go do literally anything. Do you know who will love you unconditionally? A dog. Get a dog. Barbie tells Ken that he has to figure out who he is without her. She says, you are not your girlfriend. You are not your house. You're not even beach. Not even beach. (laughs) The thing is, you can't have this guy that you like on purpose did not give him an identity and then be surprised when he has like this crisis of identity. No, you can't be. But like for being such like a girl power female movie. Like, why is she apologizing? Why is she fixing things? Like, why is it her job to fix everything? Why is she fixing Ken? Yeah. She already fixed all the Barbies. She fixed the government and now she has to fix Ken. Go find Ken's human. (laughs) Ken, how about this, Ken? How about take a look at the consequences of your own actions and say to yourself, wow, maybe I need help. Maybe I should go find my human and figure out my shit. Ken's learning nothing here. He's not. When someone has to spoon feed you your epiphany, it's not going to stick. The Mattel guys are there. For some reason, they were like hiding out in one of the playhouses and they come out and Will Ferrell is like, oh, my gosh, this is beautiful. We're headed off. We're going to go close the portal. And Sasha, the teenager, she's like, wait a minute. What about Barbie? What's her ending? And then that old lady from the building, she walks up. (laughs) The Mattel CEO says, Oh, yeah, that's the ghost of Ruth Handler. She's the inventor of Barbie, and her ghost keeps an office on the 17th floor. So that's where Barbie was. She she went to the ghost's office. By the way, I want an office when I'm a ghost. I want like an official place. Her ghost keeps an office. But dude, can you imagine having like an official place where people can visit you? Instead of you haunting somebody else's house, you have a place that's your haunt. People go to see you. Anyway... Her name is Ruth Handler. She and Barbie go for a walk. They end up in this void, okay? It's all white. It kind of reminds me of that Uh that last part of the Harry Potter series. Spoiler alert. Dumbledore and Harry standing together in this white void. Barbie says she doesn't know what to do. She says she's always been stereotypical Barbie, but she doesn't feel like Barbie anymore. She says, 
I want to do the imagining. I don't want to be the idea. Mm, I love that. I mean, that's deep. That is. Especially for a doll. That's deep. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious she's not like other Barbies. She's not like other girls. <laughs> she's a cool girl. <laughs> she has complicated feelings that other Barbies just don't have. So Ruth tells her, I need you to understand this decision that you're making before you make it. Ruth says, take my hands. Now close your eyes. Now feel. Billie Eilish what Was I Made For is playing in the background. I don't know if you've heard this song. It is the most haunting music. And the way Billie Eilish sings it with this sleepy, crying, yearning voice. Uh-huh. Have you heard this song? I have not. I'm dying over here. You don't get any anything. You don't understand it. I want to strangle you. This is how you felt when you were recapping Hamilton to me? Yes. I hate yes. it so much. So as Barbie is holding... Ruth's hand, she gets flashes behind her eyes, this montage of the human experience, little clips of babies and mothers and kids and friends and joy and sadness, celebrations, big moments, little moments, growing older. And all the while, Uh this haunting song is playing. And I have to send it to you. You have to listen to it immediately after this podcast because it moves your freaking soul, Courtney. If you have one, I didn't know I had one and it shivered deep within my chasm. You're like, oh, it's still alive. I'm not completely soulless. It's in there. Ruth disappears. Barbie is left alone in the void. And then Barbie says a single word. She says, yes. And we cut to our last scene, which is Barbie being dropped off for an appointment. She left Barbie land. She is human now. Uh Barbie walks in wearing pink Birkenstocks, which are a little less hideous than the regular ones, but still pretty hideous. Uh This place looks like a doctor's office. She walks up to the counter. She says her name is Barbara Handler. And she says, I'm here to see my gynecologist. Okay. And that is the brilliant way that the movie ends because this answers all of our questions because you know you were going to ask me if she has a vagina now and now we know i was going to be like is it still like clinging spoons (laughs) it's not no she has a full veg now Hmm. i'm happy for her that she gets to experience that but also like now um now she lives in the patriarchy for real Hmm. Like you could have went back to the matriarchy. You you were in paradise. Why would you want to be human? Why would you want to leave the matriarchy? Because, Courtney, paradise with real world feelings is not paradise. I mean, she was there. She was in paradise and she was having thoughts of death. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know, that's that's fair. Yeah. She was in paradise having thoughts of death. That is fair. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what happened to Alan. <laughs> that's a good question. I don't fucking know. What happened to Alan? I mean, did he get out of there? Did he? Well, no, he wanted to be in Barbie land. So he's happy. He just didn't want to be in Kingdom. Kingdom. You know what, though? I really appreciate how hard this film was to make. Mattel, they must have had a lot of influence in the creative direction of this movie because this is their brand on the line. But anyway. Oh, goodness, girly pop. But anyway, I want you to go watch it. But before you do. Maybe. I'm going to send you Billie Eilish's song because I think you're in a crying mood. Okay. I think you're in a crying mood, bestie, and I think you will love it. All right. Our teapot is empty for today. Don't worry. Boris is bringing it on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you next time. Bye.